Section 34 of The Art of Cookery Made Plain and Easy by Hannah Glass. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 17 Of Made Wines, Brewing, French Bread, Muffins, etc. To Make Raisin Wine Take two hundred of raisins, stalks and all, and put them into a large hogshead, fill it with water, let them steep a fortnight, stirring them every day. Then pour off all the liquor, and press the raisins. Put both liquors together in a nice clean vessel that will just hold it, for it must be full. Let it stand till it has done hissing or making the least noise, then stop it close and let it stand six months. Peg it, and if you find it quite clear, rack it off in another vessel. Stop it close, and let it stand three months longer. Then bottle it, and when you use it, rack it off into a decanter. To make elder wine. Pick the elderberries when full ripe, put them into a stone jar, and set them in the oven, or a kettle of boiling water till the jar is hot through then take them out and strain them through a coarse cloth wringing the berries and put the juice into a clean kettle to every quart of juice put a pound of fine lisbon sugar let it boil and skim it well when it is clear and fine pour it into a jar when cold cover it close and keep it till you make raisin wine then when you tun up your wine to every gallon of wine put half a pint of the elder syrup to make orange wine take twelve pounds of the best powder sugar with the whites of eight or ten eggs well beaten into six gallons of spring water and boil three quarters of an hour when cold put into it six spoonfuls of yeast and the juice of twelve lemons which being pared must stand with two pounds of white sugar in a tankard and in the morning skim off the top and then put it into the water then add the juice and rinds of fifty oranges but not the white parts of the rinds and so let it work altogether two days and two nights then add two quarts of Rhenish or white wine and put it into your vessel to make orange wine with raisins take thirty pounds of new malagar raisins picked clean chop them small take twenty large seville oranges ten of them you must pare as thin as for preserving boil about eight gallons of soft water till a third be consumed let it cool a little then put five gallons of it hot upon your raisins and orange peel stir it well together cover it up and when it is cold let it stand five days stirring it once or twice a day then pass it through a hair sieve and with a spoon press it as dry as you can put it in a runlet fit for it and put to it the rind of the other ten oranges cut as thin as the first then make a syrup of the juice of twenty oranges with a pound of white sugar it must be made the day before you tun it up stir it well together and stop it close 
let it stand two months to clear then bottle it up it will keep three years and is better for keeping to make elderflower wine very like frontiniac take six gallons of spring water twelve pounds of white sugar six pounds of raisins of the sun chopped boil these together one hour then take the flowers of elder when they are falling and rub them off to the quantity of half a peck when the liquor is cold put them in the next day put in the juice of three lemons and four spoonfuls of good ale yeast let it stand covered up two days then strain it off and put it in a vessel fit for it to every gallon of wine put a quart of rhenish and put your bung lightly on a fortnight then stop it down close let it stand six months and if you find it is fine bottle it off to make gooseberry wine gather your gooseberries in dry weather when they are half ripe pick them and bruise a peck in a tub with a wooden mallet then take a horsehair cloth and press them as much as possible without breaking the seeds when you have pressed out all the juice to every gallon of gooseberries put three pounds of fine dry powder sugar stir it all together till the sugar is dissolved then put it in a vessel or cask which must be quite full if ten or twelve gallons let it stand a fortnight if a twenty gallon cask five weeks set it in a cool place then draw it off from the lees clear the vessel of the lees and pour in the clear liquor again if it be a ten gallon cask let it stand three months if a twenty gallon four months then bottle it off to make currant wine gather your currants on a fine dry day when the fruit is full ripe strip them put them in a large pan and bruise them with a wooden pestle let them stand in a pan or tub twenty-four hours to ferment then run it through a hair sieve and do not let your hand touch the liquor to every gallon of this liquor put two pounds and a half of white sugar stir it well together and put it into your vessel to every six gallons put in a quart of brandy and let it stand six weeks if it is fine bottle it if it is not draw it off as clear as you can into another vessel or large bottles and in a fortnight bottle it in small bottles to make cherry wine pull your cherries when full ripe off the stalks and press them through a hair sieve to every gallon of liquor put two pounds of lump sugar beat fine stir it together and put it into a vessel it must be full when it has done working and making any noise stop it close for three months and bottle it off to make birch wine the season for procuring the liquor from the birch trees is in the beginning of march while the sap is rising and before the leaves shoot out for when the sap is come forward and the leaves appear the juice by being long digested in the bark grows thick and coloured which before was thin and clear 
the method of procuring the juice is by boring holes in the body of the tree and putting in soffits which are commonly made of the branches of elder the pith being taken out you may without hurting the tree if large tap it in several places four or five at a time and by that means save from a good many trees several gallons every day if you have not enough in one day the bottles in which it drops must be corked close and rosined or waxed however make use of it as soon as you can take the sap and boil it as long as any scum rises skimming it all the time to every gallon of liquor put four pounds of good sugar the thin peel of a lemon boil it afterwards half an hour skimming it very well pour it into a clean tub and when it is almost cold set it to work with the yeast spread upon a toast let it stand five or six days stirring it often then take such a cask as will hold the liquor fire a large match dipped in brimstone and throw it into the cask stop it close till the match is extinguished tun your wine lay the bung on light till you find it has done working stop it close and keep it three months then bottle it off to make quince wine gather the quinces when dry and full ripe take twenty large quinces wipe them clean with a coarse cloth and grate them with a large grate or rasp as near the core as you can but none of the core boil a gallon of spring water throw in your quinces let it boil softly about a quarter of an hour then strain them well into an earthen pan on two pounds of double refined sugar pare the peel of two large lemons throw in and squeeze the juice through a sieve stir it about till it is very cool then toast a little bit of bread very thin and brown rub a little yeast on it let it stand close covered twenty-four hours then take out the toast and lemon put it up in a cag keep it three months and then bottle it if you make a twenty-gallon cask let it stand six months before you bottle it when you strain your quinces you are to wring them hard in a coarse cloth to make cowslip or clary wine take six gallons of water twelve pounds of sugar the juice of six lemons the whites of four eggs beat very well put all together in a kettle let it boil half an hour skim it very well take a peck of cowslips if dry ones half a peck put them into a tub with the thin peeling of six lemons then pour on the boiling liquor and stir them about when almost cold put in a thin toast baked dry and rubbed with yeast let it stand two or three days to work if you put in before you tun it six ounces of syrup of citron or lemons with a quart of rhenish wine it will be a great addition the third day strain it off and squeeze the cowslips through a coarse cloth then strain it through a flannel bag and tun it up lay the bung loose for two or three days to see if it works and if it does not bung it down tight let it stand three months then bottle it 
to make turnip wine take a good many turnips pare slice and put them in a cider press and press out all the juice very well to every gallon of juice have three pounds of lump sugar have a vessel ready just big enough to hold the juice put your sugar into a vessel and also to every gallon of juice half a pint of brandy pour in the juice and lay something over the bung for a week to see if it works if it does you must not bung it down till it has done working then stop it close for three months and draw it off in another vessel when it is fine bottle it off to make raspberry wine take some fine raspberries bruise them with the back of a spoon then strain them through a flannel bag into a stone jar to each quart of juice put a pound of double refined sugar stir it well together and cover it close let it stand three days then pour it off clear to a quart of juice put two quarts of white wine bottle it off it will be fit to drink in a week brandy made thus is a very fine dram and a much better way than steeping the raspberries rules for brewing care must be taken in the first place to have the malt clean and after it is ground it ought to stand four or five days for strong october five quarters of malt to three hogsheads and twenty-four pounds of hops this will afterwards make two hogsheads of good keeping small beer allowing five pounds of hops to it for middling beer a quarter of malt makes a hogshead of ale and one of small beer or it will make three hogsheads of good small beer allowing eight pounds of hops this will keep all the year or it will make twenty gallons of strong ale and two hogsheads of small beer that will keep all the year if you intend your ale to keep a great while allow a pound of hops to every bushel if to keep six months five pounds to a hogshead if for present drinking three pounds to a hogshead and the softest and clearest water you can get observe the day before to have all your vessels very clean and never use your tubs for any other use except to make wines let your casks be very clean the day before with boiling water and if your bung is big enough scrub them well with a little birch broom or brush but if they be very bad take out the heads and let them be scrubbed clean with a hand brush sand and fuller's earth put on the head again and scald them well throw into the barrel a piece of unslacked lime and stop the bung close the first copper of water when it boils pour into your mash tub and let it be cool enough to see your face in then put in your malt and let it be well mashed have a copper of water boiling in the meantime and when your malt is well mashed fill your mashing tub stir it well again and cover it over with the sacks let it stand three hours set a broad shallow tub under the cock let it run very softly and if it is thick throw it up again till it runs fine then throw a handful of hops in the under tub 
let the mash run into it and fill your tubs till all is run off have water boiling in the copper and lay as much more on as you have occasion for allowing one-third for boiling and waste let that stand an hour boiling more water to fill the mash tub for small beer let the fire down a little and put it into tubs enough to fill your mash let the second mash be run off and fill your copper with the first wort put in part of your hops and make it boil quick about an hour is long enough when it is half boiled throw in a handful of salt have a clean white wand and dip it into the copper and if the wort feels clammy it is boiled enough then slacken your fire and take off your wort have ready a large tub put two sticks across and set your straining basket over the tub on the sticks and strain your wort through it put your other wort on to boil with the rest of the hops let your mash be covered again with water and thin your wort that is cooled in as many things as you can for the thinner it lies and the quicker it cools the better when quite cool put it into the tunning tub throw a handful of salt into every boil when the mash has stood an hour draw it off then fill your mash with cold water take off the wort in the copper and order it as before when cool add to it the first in the tub so soon as you empty one copper fill the other so boil your small beer well let the last mash run off and when both are boiled with fresh hops order them as the two first boilings when cool empty the mash tub and put the small beer to work there when cool enough work it set a wooden bowl full of yeast in the beer and it will work over with a little of the beer in the boil stir your tun up every twelve hours let it stand two days then tun it taking off the yeast fill your vessels full and save some to fill your barrels let it stand till it is done working then lay on your bung lightly for a fortnight after that stop it as close as you can mind you have a vent peg at the top of the vessel in warm weather open it and if your drink hisses as it often will loosen till it has done then stop it close again if you can boil your ale in one boiling it is best if your copper will allow of it if not boil it as conveniency serves when you come to draw your beer and find it is not fine draw off a gallon and set it on the fire with two ounces of isinglass cut small and beat dissolve it in the beer over the fire when it is all melted let it stand till it is cold and pour it in at the bung which must lay loose on till it has done fermenting then stop it close for a month take great care your casks are not musty or have any ill taste if they have it is a hard thing to sweeten them you are to wash your casks with cold water before you scald them and they should lie a day or two soaking and clean them well then scald them the best thing for rope 
mix two handfuls of bean flour and one handful of salt throw this into a kilderkin of beer do not stop it close till it has done fermenting then let it stand a month and draw it off but sometimes nothing will do with it when a barrel of beer has turned sour to a kilderkin of beer throw in at the bung a quart of oatmeal lay the bung on loose two or three days then stop it down close and let it stand a month some throw in a piece of chalk as big as a turkey's egg and when it is done working stop it close for a month then tap it baking to make white bread after the london way take a bushel of the finest flour well dressed put it in the kneading trough at one end take a gallon of water which we call liquor and some yeast stir it into the liquor till it looks of a good brown colour and begins to curdle strain and mix it with your flour till it is about the thickness of a seed cake then cover it with the lid of the trough and let it stand three hours and as soon as you see it begin to fall take a gallon more of liquor weigh three quarters of a pound of salt and with your hand mix it well with the water strain it and with this liquor make your dough of a moderate thickness fit to make up into loaves then cover it again with the lid and let it stand three hours more in the meantime put the wood into the oven and heat it it will take two hours heating when your sponge has stood its proper time clear the oven and begin to make your bread set it in the oven and close it up and three hours will bake it when once it is in you must not open the oven till the bread is baked and observe in summer that your water be milk warm and in winter as hot as you can bear your finger in it note as to the quantity of liquor your dough will take experience will teach you in two or three times making for all flour does not want the same quantity of liquor and if you make any quantity it will raise up the lid and run over to make french bread take three quarts of water and one of milk in winter scalding hot in summer a little more than milk warm season it well with salt then take a pint and a half of good ale yeast not bitter lay it in a gallon of water the night before pour it off the water stir in your yeast into the milk and water then with your hand break in a little more than a quarter of a pound of butter work it well till it is dissolved then beat up two eggs in a basin and stir them in have about a peck and a half of flour mix it with your liquor in winter make your dough pretty stiff in summer more slack so that you may use a little more or less of flour according to the stiffness of your dough mix it well but the less you work the better make it into rolls and have a very quick oven when they have lain about a quarter of an hour turn them on the other side let them lie about a quarter longer take them out and chip all your french bread with a knife which is better than rasping it and makes it look spongy and of a fine yellow 
whereas the rasping takes off all that fine colour and makes it look too smooth you must stir your liquor into the flour as you do for pie crust after your dough is made cover it with a cloth and let it lie to rise while the oven is heating to make muffins and oat cakes to a bushel of hertfordshire white flour take a pint and a half of good ale yeast from pale malt if you can get it because it is the whitest let the yeast lie in water all night the next day pour off the water clear make two gallons of water just milk warm not to scold your yeast and two ounces of salt mix your water yeast and salt well together for about a quarter of an hour then strain it and mix up your dough as light as possible and let it lie in your trough an hour to rise then with your hand roll it and pull it into little pieces about as big as a large walnut roll them with your hand like a ball lay them on your table and as fast as you do them lay a piece of flannel over them and be sure to keep your dough covered with flannel when you have rolled out all your dough begin to bake the first and by that time they will be spread out in the right form lay them on your iron as one side begins to change colour turn the other take great care they do not burn or be too much discoloured but that you will be a judge of in two or three makings take care the middle of the iron is not too hot as it will be but then you may put a brickbat or two in the middle of the fire to slacken the heat the thing you bake on must be made thus build a place as if it was going to set a copper and in the stead of a copper a piece of iron all over the top fixed in form just the same as the bottom of an iron pot and make your fire underneath with coal as in a copper observe muffins are made the same way only this when you pull them to pieces roll them in a good deal of flour and with a rolling pin roll them thin cover them with a piece of flannel and they will rise to a proper thickness and if you find them too big or too little you must roll dough accordingly these must not be the least discoloured when you eat them toast them crisp on both sides then with your hand pull them open and they will be like a honeycomb lay in as much butter as you intend to use then clap them together again and set it by the fire when you think the butter is melted turn them that both sides may be buttered alike but do not touch them with a knife either to spread or cut them open if you do they will be as heavy as lead only when they are buttered and done you may cut them across with a knife note some flour will soak up a quart or three pints more water than other flour then you must add more water or shake in more flour in making up for the dough must be as light as possible a receipt for making bread without balm by the help of a leaven take a lump of dough about two pounds of your last making which has been raised by balm keep it by you in a wooden vessel and cover it well with flour this is your leaven 
then the night before you intend to bake put the said leaven to a peck of flour and work them well together with warm water let it lie in a dry wooden vessel well covered with a linen cloth and a blanket and keep it in a warm place this dough kept warm will rise again next morning and will be sufficient to mix with two or three bushels of flour being worked up with warm water and a little salt when it is well worked up and thoroughly mixed with all the flour let it be well covered with the linen and blanket until you find it rise then knead it well and work it up into bricks or loaves making the loaves broad and not so thick and high as is frequently done by which means the bread will be better baked then bake your bread always keep by you two or more pounds of the dough of your last baking well covered with flour to make leaven to serve from one baking day to another the more leaven is put to the flour the lighter and spongier the bread will be the fresher the leaven the bread will be the less sour from the dublin society a method to preserve a large stock of yeast which will keep and be of use for several months either to make bread or cakes when you have yeast in plenty take a quantity of it stir and work it well with a whisk until it becomes liquid and thin then get a large wooden platter cooler or tub clean and dry and with a soft brush lay a thin layer of the yeast on the tub and turn the mouth downwards that no dust may fall upon it but so the air may get under to dry it when that coat is very dry then lay on another till you have a sufficient quantity even two or three inches thick to serve for several months always taking care the yeast in the tub be very dry before you lay more on when you have occasion to use this yeast cut a piece off and lay it in warm water stir it together and it will be fit for use if it is for brewing take a large handful of birch tied together and dip it into the yeast and hang it up to dry take great care no dust comes to it and so you may do as many as you please when your beer is fit to set to work throw in one of these and it will make it work as well as if you had fresh yeast you must whip it about in the wort and then let it lie when the vat works well take out the broom and dry it again and it will do for the next brewing note in the building of your oven for baking observe that you make it round low-roofed and a little mouth then it will take less fire and keep in the heat better than a long oven and high-roofed and will bake the bread better End of section 34